0: Hello, hockey world. It's Tuesday, August sixteenth, twenty sixteen.
1: I'm Michael Ajello. I'm Russ Cohen from Sportsology,
0: and I'm Eklund, and you're watching Hockey Buzzcast on HockeyBuzz.com. This is the podcast that comes to you every Monday through Friday at this time to try to fill you in on the comings and goings. We come year-round. We don't take the summers off. We keep on trucking. So uh, for those of you out there, and it's a terrible '70s reference. Sorry. Um, we keep. The-
2: what is this? What is this? The movie Convoy?
0: I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the great big convoy, or, be, or um, beating the bear, the TV show. Convoy. All right, so yeah, so let's move on to uh, obviously the big story today is officially Jimmy Vc is talking to other teams. Um, he's trying to see other girls. He's gonna see what's gonna happen here. He's dating others. He's playing the field. He. Is well,
1: the to, portion of the tour has begun, like I said, it would.
0: Right, right, right. The uh, the gravel portion, right? And uh and teams now are looking at a guy who they can sign for. One year, right? Or they can sign for as long as they want to, but... No, no. It, I'm confused. I'm so, this is such a... It's all, it's all confusing, computer,
1: but it's gonna going to be a one-year deal.
0: That's right, it it's got to be a one-year deal. It's
2: it's gonna It's, it's going to be a one-year deal because the goal here for VC <laughs> is to get to restricted free agency and get out of the entry level as quickly as possible. Right, right, right. now, the max he can sign for is $925,000 base contract, $70,000 AHL, con, uh, AHL right, right. portion, and the bonuses, Schedule A and Schedule B, would add up to $2.85 million.
0: So yeah, That's pretty exact. Um, so there you have it. That's that's very exact, Mike. Thanks. And So there you have So he can sign. So basically it doesn't matter. All the teams are going to give him the same amount. We basically assume they're all going to give him, because he's in a little bit of a bidding war, they'll give him as much as he wants for the most part, bonuses and stuff like that. But... um. So it's coming down to where he wants to play and who he wants to play with, and you know, even though I talked about that yesterday, I won't get into it. See the show yesterday about my feelings on who, on player signing based on who they want to play with. But the idea here is that's where it's at right now. So we're there. Mm-hmm. Um, and today, a couple new teams come into the come into view. Um, one, we hear about the Pittsburgh Penguins are talking to him. Uh, the Penguins, obviously. Last I talked to the Penguins, they had no money at all to spend. Um, and they were very adamant about that. They were, they were there's no way we're getting anything else after they I mean, signing Justin Schultz, I believe they have to come down I think they have to make a move still, don't they, before the season starts. So I, I think mean, they do, yeah. I know I think Justin Schultz like they had one million dollars to spend and I think they spent one point two or three on Justin Schultz or something like that. And uh, I so I know that they, they still have to make a move. So they to bring in this to bring in him, especially with these bonuses that could potentially kill I mean, this is a team that really does not want that bonus thing to hit them next year. Um, right. That would be bad. So, but yet they are talking to him, um, which brings up all sorts of things. Maybe they have, maybe they have a place they could put Mark Andre Fleury. Maybe they know about this. I don't know. That's possible. That would be my only thought. If they're meeting with VC, they have to think that they can put Mark Andre Fleury somewhere. Um, well,
2: yeah, you have to remember. I mean, because looking at uh, Cap Central, um, Pascal Dupuis is still
1: on the books. Oh, okay, so that would be their way out.
2: So, they can go. They can go. They have, and they have the contract room. They only have forty four. I think even with room.
0: that, though, I was told.
2: No, no. I mean, because because I mean Dupuis once they get to the regular season, he goes on LTIR, and that's uh, three point seven five million. I mean, you have to worry about the bonuses, but the bonuses will hit next year. Yeah.
0: So they, they could fiddle. Yeah, maybe, I don't maybe,
1: know. Maybe a tight squeeze, but they can probably. I he's not going to Pittsburgh because again, the playing time won't be Well, that
0: great. Is. I, I asked somebody about that today, and I've been talking oh, to people God. about VC all morning. So I said the same thing. I'm like, why would he go to Pittsburgh? There's not, I mean, if he's going to a place like Buffalo, it makes sense to me. You know, mm-hmm. even though, you know, even New Jersey makes sense. They're, these are places where he could play because wow. because he has Toronto makes sense because they they have space, they have they mm-hmm. have openings, right? Um, but yet Pittsburgh, you know. But yet Chicago, you know. We talked to Chicago. Um, he's talking to Pittsburgh, so. That's a little bit of a tell in my mind. Okay, maybe VC is a little more interested in winning than we think. Like if these are two teams he's talking to. I'm sure
1: to. he is interested in winning. He he does have a winning attitude, but the I guess the basic point is his agent will help guide him through this, but I you know, nobody's he, picking nobody's yeah. gonna pick the Penguins to repeat this year.
0: No, well, but if be- you're a VC, there's one major thing you look at, and if, if I'm VC's agent, and I say there's one thing you look at, okay, and that is the fact that Dupuis is not there anymore, like you said, right. and the fact of the matter is, we still haven't found Sidney Crosby's guy, okay. So awesome. if you're if you if I'm Pittsburgh, I'm like, you know what? There's an opening on Sidney Crosby's wing. That's a uh, you so can't. If you're a VC,
1: no way.
2: Jim Rutherford's going down the same road as he did last year, if that's the case, because he said, "Well, Phil Kessel's going to be, and right. Phil Kessel wasn't going to be on Crosby." No, right,
0: but you, but you know, if you're VC and you think, okay, and and from what I've heard of VC's game, he's, um, he's the thing, he's, you the know, thing, the mucker, I don't think it's
1: going to match with Crosby. I don't.
2: The, th- okay. the, thing, that, the thing that most people f- forget about this situation is the fact that. Yes, if he signs with a Pittsburgh or he signs with the Chicago Blackhawks, and he plays with a Taves or a Crosby or a Malkin, he'll have immediate success. He'll be able to hit his bonuses. He'll be able to, you know, have some leverage in terms of a new contract. But the problem is, it's not a one-year contract, and then he's a UFA. Right. He's going to be an RFA. He gives up. He's basically giving up his right to be a free agent to go where he wants to go. If, and those teams, especially Chicago, has a history, as we know, of trading off players. Uh, you know, trading off Brandon Saad, trading off Andrew Shaw when they, you know, don't fit in the in the construct of their salary cap. They, you know, they they have Taves, they have Kane, they have all this money locked up on certain players. And if you're on the outside and you're looking to make money, they can't ac- accommodate you. Pittsburgh's almost in that same situation with the lack of flexibility. Now, maybe they can open up space with a marc Andre Fleury, but to my mind. That lean that that has VC potentially leaning towards a team that he wants to be with that wants to keep him long term, and then you go back to Toronto, Buffalo, maybe Boston, maybe New Jersey. I think those teams have an advantage over the more successful teams who are ready to contend for a cup because there's not a lot of room to operate with those teams. Funny,
1: well, I agree, and I think if, if we look at history. I'm not picking Pittsburgh to win again this year. I didn't pick up the win last year, but then I saw it happening, and then I knew that they were becoming a contender in that second half of the season. but again, Chicago's still probably more poised to win than pittsburgh i mean that's 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 the reality. They have better younger players still even with their even with their core
0: okay we had we have like i said we always have some people watching the show that are interesting oh, yeah. out there, and this is a source out there who was who um is at the n h l um who uh is watching the show and said um Said so what Mike is missing <laughs> it's funny. They're watching you, Mike. What Mike is missing is this is a, is is partial. What Mike is missing partially is that this is a one year deal, and it's about one year and what you can do in one year. Um, I'm, and not, I'm not. I'm not. That I'm is not, some, that is interesting because and it does make sense. Like if you're going to sign a one, year sure. if this is a one year deal, but you you're don't not going to one go, year
1: than free agency. You're not a total oh, UFA. You're
0: RFA, I know, right. but but your but your value goes up dramatically.
2: Mm-hmm. But we're not, and, and we're not talking one year and then he's arbitration eligible. We're talking right, one year and then the team has all the control. The, te- right. you know, the team will qualify him. The team will, you know, maybe play hardball and say, well, you know what, Jimmy, You know, we know that you scored 20 goals last year, but we have 10.5 each year locked up for Kane and Taves. We have Seabrook and Keith right, and and right. all these guys locked up. And we really can't pay you the 3 to $4 million a yeah, year. you won't get that.
0: And there's so, no chance that he would hold out or anything like that or do something no. crazy. Yeah,
2: so I mean
1: that's what I'm saying. He's, he's not doing that now, right?
0: I mean, what just happened? You know, like I'm, I'm just, i mean, there's a, there's a bunch of different things. I mean, to me, I don't know. I, I would be really wary. Here's of that. The thing, even if he has a 50 point season, he's still going to only get about two and a half million
1: bucks, two point seven five, something like that, for a couple of years, which is way more than an entry level guy gets in the NHL. Right. That's what. So, even, so I don't disagree with your source, but I'm saying it's not like he's a UFA. That's the, the fine line difference is he's not a UFA, so he really is at the mercy of whatever team he goes to, and if you go to a team that historically doesn't pay well, then you're in trouble. Yeah,
2: and also yeah. if he goes to a that. team and he hits his bonuses – The team is going to have to pay for the bonuses and pay for the increase of of this new salary. So it's going to be sort of a double whammy. And in that case, you have to have a team that is going to have cap space. And I don't think Pittsburgh and Chicago, with the state that they're currently in, is – I mean, remember what happened with Boston and Jerome McGinley. Jerome McGinley hit all of his bonuses. Then he walked as a UFA to Colorado. And what what did he leave behind for the Bruins? About what? Read $3.5 in bonus money that they had to pay.
1: So yeah. here's how I liken it. Ek, imagine mm-hmm. if you would put in Mike's contract a performance bonuses for like 300 shows. He would have eclipsed that already because who the hell knew he wasn't going to ever miss a show?
0: Yeah. <laughs> You're right. It's a good thing I didn't put that in his contract.
1: Yeah.
0: You know? But, the, but, the, but the other things I put in his contract are ridiculous. We all know that. So, yeah, um. Sure. All right, there's the latest things are um, other people kind of agreeing with what I said, that the Bruins have sort of like the last laugh in this thing, which is what I've been told, that the Bruins will get the last chance to talk to him. Um, It's been confirmed by others as well. Um, And that's what I keep hearing now. I mean, today... That's, know, not,
2: that's not what they're saying in Buffalo. WGR Radio is basically saying that that uh, Buffalo, that Buffalo he will go back to Buffalo and right. give, him, give him a first right of refusal or last well, chance. They're not, they're not, I mean, romance,
0: they're not alone so. in that either. I mean there are people who are saying that beyond Buffalo. There's no too.
1: first right of refusal. That's where they have it wrong.
0: Well, No, there is if he says there is. I mean it, it's, it's up to him. No, like,
1: but I mean there's no reason for him to do that other than to just tell Buffalo, hey – it was nice that you interviewed me. I'm leaning towards these guys. That's probably what he's going to do. Right. Right. Yeah, like, it's,
2: not, it's not like – see, this is the thing. It's not like they can up the offer. It's not like they can say, you know, Jimmy, what we'll do is we'll give you ten free passes for triple order wings at the anchor bar. No, the anchor bar will name a
1: wing after you. That's what they'd
2: have to do. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's just it, – there's nothing other than the situation where he's going to play – who you know who he's going to like what you know what line he's going to play with yeah the contract he's going to get $925,000 base salary he's going to get the bonuses it's all a question of where he wants to play and in what situation
0: okay so the Islanders also came up today right and the Islanders yeah, right. and and as have the Rangers again by the way right, um, right. even since right. I wrote this article right. um, the Rangers are meeting with him as well i hear it maybe tomorrow so um the Islanders are an interesting one because the Islanders, in my mind, are a team that desperately needs him. They have a they, another situation where you haven't. You can say you can play with a big time star. Now they will say that. There's no question. No, they'll say that and they'll keep to it because that's the that is more of the Islanders. They could mind.
1: actually offer that. There's no question. Right, in my they mind. could
0: say you are the winger for John Tavares. That is not a bad spot to be in. I mean, it's like yeah. that is that is that is you know on par with playing the winger with Austin Matthews in my mind because you're sitting there and you're saying okay, you're talking about two stars. The Islanders like, see, are.
1: Everybody meets with the Rangers, right? Because they play at MSG, they pay well, and now Jeff Gordon is a Boston guy, so of course VC is going to meet with him because Jeff Gordon probably scouted him a hundred thousand times. Yeah, but it still yeah. doesn't mean he's signing there. I don't yeah. think.
2: Like, and, and and I'm sure and I'm sure Chicago, I'm sure Stan Bowman is going to say, and he'll probably have Jonathan Taves involved in the pitch process. Oh yeah, you you would get a chance to play a chance to play with Taves.
0: And I heard process. Patrick Kane was the guy that they were using in the pitch process, but um. Okay, probably um, because that, of the that, USA that, Hockey connects or whatever, but
2: and that's and that's that's great too. But every but see the thing is everybody is going to sell their positives. Yep. You know, I'm sure. I mean, Buffalo probably talked about you know him and Eichel and they know each other, so it'll be Eichel and him back and forth for for two months. I'm um, you know Jared reported yesterday. Well, the Leafs are going to use Austin Matthews as a selling point. No, really? I mean, of course they are. That's Breaking one
0: of news.
1: the best things. You know, so everybody's going to sell their positives when right. it comes to Jimmy VC. But think, about, think it. about it. Is Elaine Vigneault going to guarantee playing time? He barely guarantees playing time for guys that are right. top players in their organization. So I don't think you're going to get that from him. You're not and, getting that from Quenville. You're right. not getting – you know, Bilesma you might get it from because he's desperate to build a really big team there. So you might get it from Bilesma. You'll definitely get it from New Jersey. New Jersey can do that. But there's very – you know, these high-powered coaches – are not guaranteed – Even Mike Babcock will not guarantee anything. He won't right. guarantee. He won't
2: guarantee anything but Russ. If they know, they know the talent of the kid. Sure. They, know they I, right now it's you, you playing with Tyler Bozak, Nazem Kadri, or Austin Matthews. It's not a big stretch to put him with with Kadri or with or with Matthews. No,
1: no. But you know what'll happen if he if he signs with the Leafs, he'll be in camp, and Babcock will immediately downplay everything, saying, "Well, listen, he's here now. He's got a lot to learn." We'll see what the kid has. You right. know, he'll be like that. He's not going to. You know, if, the only reason he he flipped so quickly on Austin Matthews was because he happened to be at the World Championships and couldn't help but say, "Wow, this guy is really going to be great," right. and I know I'm getting him. But right. that's a rare situation for Babcock if you think about it.
0: Right. That's a very rare situation for Babcock, and I. I mean, yeah, Babcock's his own entity altogether. That's yeah. A, that's a really. You know, he he is a, you know, love or hate type coach. Um, but for he players. is the
1: best coach out there. And if you want to play for the best coach, he's the best coach.
0: Yeah. And, we're not, talk,
2: and we're not talking about – it. And this, is, this is the thing. We're not talking How about – better,
0: right? I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I can – I mean, there's a, there's a lot of – it's so hard to sit there and define that. Like, best coach is a really hard thing to define. I I, he's
1: the most successful coach right now on the market, him and Quenville.
0: Yeah, I would put Quenville up there with him. I would, you know – I would think you'd have to look at Cooper up there with him right now. I mean, just like in terms, of... I can't
1: of, put Cooper with those two. That's not even. In the
0: I mean, I think Sutter out in LA is has, no. has, has Even been.
1: Sutter, I think, is the next level below. Even though he's pretty much there with with Cups, but I still think Sutter. I think he's third. I think depends,
0: he's third. He, I think. I think a Coach also depends on the team, you know, like I think that certain – does, and that's pretty, why, you know, I mean – I mean, Sutter, Sutter might not be a good coach in another team, but he's a great coach for that group. But it, it, there's a chicken or egg to that too because the players there are there because Sutter's the coach there. But
1: I have to only go off success. And right now we can't put success with Babcock in the sense that we know what he's going through. But the idea is I can't put Cooper in the same conversation as the other two. I just can't do it.
0: Yeah, he hasn't won a thing yet. Now, um, but no, but he's done a really good job with that team. I am um, not disputing that. I mean, I, so hard. I mean, I don't know. I am not. Uh, you know, I'm. I like Babcock a lot. It's hard to argue that he's. the But I think when people are just blind, not blindly, but just when people just automatically say he's the best coach in NHL, he's the highest paid coach in NHL. He definitely is the. He definitely is the most. Was the most sought after. He's in the right. highest profile market.
2: But it's not that. It's not, I mean, if it, it how would How do we know he's in,
0: the best coach in the NHL right one now?
2: One thing, if it's a rubber stamp, because oh, you know, just you assume. But you're basing it on his on his resume. I yeah, mean, he not, came in
0: last last year. We know that. But what? The, he's not in, his
2: the team husband. is in transition. The team is a, the team is. Has been a victim of bad mismanagement for the last for most of the last decade, and it's not going to be turned around by the best coach. You know, a, a a great coach cannot make chicken liver out of chicken. You know what?
0: Not I even mean, if they want to, which is I think. Bab. See, I, that's part of Babcock is. I mean, I I think he was coaching them really well, and they they started moving people out, so they would finish yeah. last, right? So I think that played into it too. But at the end of the day they came in last you know okay um, but
1: then are you going to say mike sullivan's better than john cooper because he won a
0: stanley cup and cooper hasn't no has it no, no mike sullivan had a quick run here and that was right. mike sullivan we'll see what mike sullivan does but my, cooper's had a good significant run are you going to say
1: mike sullivan's better than dan biles but no
2: i don't no. think i don't think i don't think there's anybody out there that is has lowered their opinion of Mike Babcock based on what happened with the Leafs last year because right. he got more out of a team that had little
0: talent. I'm not that- lowering my opinion. I never even when Babcock signed there I wasn't saying that I'm convinced he is the best coach in hockey. He was the he was the he was the oh, best free agent yeah. at that time. He yes. was the best he was the best most available coach in hockey at that time. Yeah. Um you know and he definitely got the most money and he's a great coach, don't get me wrong. He won with Team Canada, but that's again Team Canada. Anybody who think I was anybody could wouldn't screw that up, right? So because he's, he won Let with he have, De- Mark Crawford, Let he have he won with Detroit. Um, you know, he in last year. You know, looking at what Detroit did last year, there was definitely a drop off when he left. Is that because of him or because of other players getting older? Mm-hmm. Detroit still managed to make the playoffs. Um, I thought he did a great job in Detroit last year too, the coach that came in there. Um, but I think that you know, at the end of the My day, sure. yeah, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I I don't know who the best coach is in the NHL right now, and I, I don't know that. We can it's, automatically say it's Mike Babcock just because he's I, the highest no, paid and because he coaches for the Red for the Maple. Well, no,
1: I mean, I didn't say I, best, I say most successful. You could look at the success that Babcock has had, and I don't think there's anybody else that matches his success Sutter. except for Quenville.
0: Sutter and Quenville, I would say both have matched that success. I don't
1: think Sutter. I don't think
0: Sutter. And I would Quenville. I would put on par with him. I really would. Yeah, I, Quenville.
1: I, mean, I think that's fair to do that.
0: But then again, you're looking at Quenville's got a superstar team there too, so it's like. You know what is a coach? You know, do you sit back and you say a coach? You know, look at Tippett. You know, like and player other coaches who've done who did really well in the past. You know, with with less, You know, I don't know what when we talk about coach of the year, we often, you know, ignore the coaches at the top and go to the other coaches who get the most right. out of teams, right? right? You could say Babcock did that this year, but you can't because his team finished in last. If he was allowed to this year, he probably could have put the Leafs into a playoff battle or something like that if he really wanted to. And that would have really that would have really been and that would have messed up the Leafs' future, so he wasn't able to do that. Um, you know, ideally, I think they would have liked him to become a free agent now. You know, versus then maybe, but who knows? I mean, they brought him in, they convinced him to do that for a year. How long, much longer, they'll be able to convince him to do that? I don't know. Um, well, I mean, know. I think now that now that there are more building blocks in place, right. it's not, it doesn't behoove
2: that organization to. And they didn't tank last year, but they they man, they they managed it in that they didn't have enough talent to win games. So, I mean, but it's they, scary, they yeah. tried. They they, they tr- you know, they just didn't, you know, when, when, you're bring, when you're bringing up AHL guys at the end of the year who yeah. clearly are not NHLers yet or not capable of being NHLers yet, you're, you're, I think you're managing your expectations, and, and they did that, and I think they
1: benefited from that.
0: Right. Well, really.
1: So Babcock's got a, Babcock has a 649 winning percentage, Sutter has a 608, and now I'm going to look up Quenville. And you can go by the record. You can.
0: You can, but well, you also have to go by – you Especially
1: know. since Babcock had to deal with a horrible team last year, and he and it's not really moved him off the needle.
0: No, I mean, it's – I mean 649, considering what he did last year, yeah, that's pretty good. And I, no, I'm not saying Babcock's not a great coach. I just I just feel as if he's a I, – I just can't help but feel little All right, here's
1: the thing. Okay, I think my list is justified. Quenville is 647.
0: <laughs> right, right, yeah.
1: I so. think it's. I think it is that close, but I think Babcock gets the edge. That's all. Yeah. And and, and you know this in
2: this year, you know they they have young players that they don't want them to get in, attached to a culture of losing. So I think that they you know especially with Matthews, they will. I, I mean it, they'll definitely be charting a more positive course. It doesn't mean that they're going to. You know, be a playoff team or be even competitive for the playoffs. I think they're going to be where, say, Buffalo was last year. They'll be respectable. They'll have bad swings. They'll have good swings, and yeah. you know, they'll probably end up around eighty points at the end for of the sure. year. But it'll be po- it'll be positive. And they, last year was, you know, the only po- thing positive was they finished in thirtieth place.
0: Well, eighty, yeah, eightieth, eighty points will put them into. You know, at least stay in the running for the playoffs for a while. Well, you know, they'll they
2: be, be they'll be 11th or 12th in the in the Eastern Conference. They won't be a a leg, a, a, a legitimate playoff contender, but they'll you know in February, they'll say, "Well, we're only eight points out of a playoff, playoffs. So we're not out
1: of it." Yeah, you are. Yeah. yeah. It. So, have we? I'm going to switch gears. Have we heard anything about what this potential Ottawa Senators announcement could be at
0: 2:30? No, I have not.
1: Yeah, nobody has. I mean, they've Not been enough. really – whatever this is, they've either oversold it or right. they've really kept a good job keeping it under wraps. It's hard to tell.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, the only thing – and, and, and I, have no, I have no inside info on this. And, I mean, could it be that Brian Murray's stepping away from the organization? I mean,
1: that would be my thought. That's when someone asked me yesterday. Yeah. That was my thought. Like, that, that was the first thing that came to my mind.
2: Yeah, I mean cuz I know that uh, Pierre Durian is taking over as general manager yeah. and he's in an advisory role and I have, you know obviously we know uh, Brian Murray's health situation. You know it might it might be something like that. Maybe it, it's either that or you know have they announced like uh, the the new like and I know there's been a lot of talk about a downtown arena in Ottawa. Maybe, Could be that. Maybe it's that.
0: Yeah. I mean this was this announcement was to be made earlier. Right, and then they reschedule it. No,
2: no, no. It was always no, supposed was, to be two thirty. No, but I mean, they, no, it they, they announced it. They announced that they were going to have an announcement yesterday. They yeah, announced yeah. The, the meeting, the the uh, availability yesterday for 2 30 this afternoon. But nobody knows what it's about. Right. Yeah. So they're they're building
1: suspense. I'll give them
0: that. <laughs> yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a good time. I mean,
1: Ottawa CFL team is getting the great Cup, so that can't be the. Uh, announcement for for the senators.
2: Who who the Red Blacks? The worst yeah. the worst the worst team name in professional sports.
1: It's it's up there. I don't know if it's the
2: worst. Well, it's it's one of the worst. I mean that with yeah. the Utah, Utah Jazz.
1: Yeah, the Utah Jazz never made sense to me.
0: Well I wonder. Was, I wonder if it has something to do with the. Um, I just texted somebody and they said it might have something to do with the 25th anniversary. Um, and yeah,
1: they do have. I saw this. They did redo the front of the arena, well, right? They did that, yeah. But yeah, they in Roman numerals, the 25. But again, I don't think that's a, a significant. Is, there, is
0: it possible that they're getting like a heritage classic game type thing?
1: It well, could there's... be. I mean, are they invi- are they inviting Alexander Daig back and and some of the other um, Radic Bonk? Yeah, right,
0: right, right. The, the, the,
2: Damien, the
1: Damien Rhodes will be
0: Alexander Daig. Alex Yashin and Dig and... Yeah, uh, I mean,
1: is Yashin going to come back and be the captain? Or, 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 only, only if Carol... Who's halt that goalie
0: that no go- one can go- score on? What was his name?
1: Patrick Laleem.
0: Patrick Laleem, right.
1: <laughs> Ron Tugnut.
2: Yeah, Yashin <laughs> will come only if, only if Carol halt gets the penthouse suite in the, at the best Ottawa hotel.
0: Or are they changing their logo? Someone text me That's that. not
1: a significant announcement. Yeah,
2: right, exactly. It is in, it is in August...
1: A- <laughs> Unless they've oversold it, like I said, the word "significant" right. is pretty significant when you put that in the sentence.
0: I mean, I think with Brian Murray, that I don't know that they would do another one like that. I think that you know, I don't know I Brian Murray. Because of what he's meant to them, I do. Easy. I mean, it depends on what he wants to do, I guess. But yeah, I don't think
2: maybe, maybe Eugene Melnick has found an extra billion in his
1: sock drawer. Possible. <laughs> I mean, Chris Phillips isn't retiring again, is he?
0: <laughs> That's interesting. No. <laughs>
2: They're announcing they're announcing an extension for Dion Phaneuf.
0: Yeah, right. Oh, uh, yeah, right, right. They're gonna bring back Wade Redden. Um, no, I don't know. They're they're they're, they're going to admit the fact that the Chara trade was bad. Um, maybe that's bad. well, Ch- not 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 signing Chara was bad. Not you know they should not sign Chara instead of Redden. That's what they're gonna go with, right? Um. Hmm. Uh, someone said uh, they heard something about the Senators and Islanders playing in some kind of special game. I don't know what that is, too. There's a couple texts that are coming in. I don't know. There's a bunch of different things. We'll see what happens. But
1: Is that going to be like the McDonald's game? They're going to have that? No, I'm sorry. I
0: don't right. Know. Right. What would that be, you know, next year's that
1: would, a, that would be a whopper of a game. No, Big Mac, Mike. Come on. I know. I'm just
0: <laughs> I don't even understand that reference.
1: Mm, gosh.
0: The Senators and Islanders?
1: No, I mean, no. There's no reference. It's just... If you were going to market it and it's not a heritage classic and it's not a winter classic, then maybe it's like you know, the Big Mac classic. Oh, yeah, the
0: official Big Mac classic, yeah. Yeah. I like that. I'll go with and then that. You,
1: and then you go back to the original Big Mac because they probably have changed it over the years. Right? Or the Happy yeah, And
2: yeah. the special sauce will be will be the uh, poutine will be on the view.
1: I will say <laughs> this. If they do that, they should invite back the Hamburglar because whatever happened to him?
0: Yeah, well, well he's playing for Ottawa. <laughs>
1: Like You don't see the ha- – right, but he does play goal for Ottawa, and, and that's good marketing. But I'm just saying, like, in real life, what has happened to the Hamburglar?
0: That's, uh,
2: yeah, that's a darn good question. He's uh, he's in jail for 10 to
0: 15. <laughs> yeah, right. Probably, yeah, he probably got caught by uh, Mayor, Mc, Mayor McMack. Mayor McCheese.
1: McCheese. I have not seen Mayor McCheese. I think he's retired.
0: I know. They really were way out ahead of those type things. You know, like, those things yeah. are popular now. If they did that now, it would be bigger, but, you know, at that time, you know, doing those uh anamorphic – giant uh, giant uh, vegetables and and foods. Uh, it didn't work as well. Even
1: Ronald McDonald's not around. I mean, well, you
0: see Ronald McDonald was always creepy. Now, come on. There's no it question was, that, that Ronald like, McDonald's creepiest of all. I mean, where's, where's Grimace? Grimace turned into Barney. Um, Could you imagine so, Ronald McDonald with a French-Canadian accent? Come on. That was always my theory, that Grimace mutated into Barney, the singing, the singing <laughs> dinosaur. Because they really are very similar in a lot of ways. Um, Wow, you can tell it's August. All right, yeah, so let's move on to something else which I think is controversial. Although the groomers never spoke. Barney could speak. I do have a hockey thing here that I think is kind of controversial. Okay. Okay. Um, Thank you very much for having a hockey thing that's very controversial. Um, Jason Greger, who's a writer, um, he tweeted out a little while ago that, um, I guess he's also a goalie because he was training with five NHL goalies, um, he said. um, Oh, yes. At a goalie thing, he, and none of them have the new equipment on at all, and none have even ordered it. And they're saying they don't think they're going to have to, that what they're feeling is the NHL is only this year going to require the pants to change, but not the pads or the or anything else. I don't – that's bizarre if that's true because this is – the goalies, like, they say that the, you know, the NHL goes and gives this lip service and talks about it, but then doesn't actually really – What would changing
1: the pants do?
2: Yeah. I mean, I guess I guess uh, K Whitmore can save on his uh. uh no, apparently
0: like the too. pants are a big deal because they are. And, Once and in a
1: blue moon, a puck gets lost in the pants.
0: Come no, on. no, because when you go down into your split, you know, you're, if you're wearing size triple X pants or whatever, they do they do play a factor in your. And I, hey, I think that hey, I, some I, I will be the first to admit to that Flyer Michael Nywhere has enormous goalie pants, and I think that that plays in. I mean, and he's it does. put on
1: a little weight too. I mean, you know. I
0: haven't noticed that, but yeah, I'm it, just, it depends. <laughs> that But I think the pants might be the biggest change, and people don't even really talk about it. But um, then you have the. It's
1: creepy to talk about goalie
0: pants. I know, but if you wear big enough goalie pants, I mean, that covers your that covers a big part of your five hole, you know. Um,
1: Well, some guys' five holes are bigger, and (laughs) and I
0: don't. (laughs) That's not just a saying. saying. That's not just a saying. That's that's actually literal. I meant that literally. Um, uh, No, but I but isn't this kind of strange because if I'm not conversation strange Don't yeah. the goalies have to be wearing the new equipment by the time this season starts? Isn't well, that strange? in the- in theory, yeah.
2: And that's why I was saying it's like I mean and supposedly and I think it's still Kay Whitmore. K Whitmore who works for the NHL would go around was supposed to go around to every team. Now obviously there's no training camps going on right now, but he would go around to a team and every team and measure the goaltending equipment to make sure that it was within spec. And if it's not within spec, and you know if it's because the companies that provide the pads and all the equipment haven't been able to do it, I mean, then what are they going to give a special special dispensation for these goaltenders until they do have the equipment, or do they push it forward a year? I mean, it,
1: this well, is what, I
0: thought that's what the World Cup was kind of for, like they can. I thought it, these I thought these rules were in place, and that was it. You know, that it was done. Yeah, um, that, that was a whole point. I don't know. I mean, I mean, maybe this, maybe that is in place, but I don't know. I mean, there, there are people. You know, someone wrote in this in the comment thread on Reddit about this. um, But people forget, as the NHL has in fact created multiple times goaltender restrictions on equipment, but failed to enforce it time and time again. The only thing
1: I do remember in the past them not enforcing, but the last time they said they were going to enforce, they did enforce a little bit. They just didn't go with the crazy size nets and everything. But things did change, so I yeah. believe that it would change this time. And I guess I got duped.
0: This should be—I mean, I'm gonna—I'm gonna—I'm gonna really do a lot of research on this one tomorrow. Um, and after the after the Jimmy VC thing, stops.
1: It doesn't stop. It stops Friday.
0: Oh well, yeah, it's after whatever Friday or Saturday, I'm, I'm, Saturday. After I after I've exhausted every possible possible person I can talk to about Jimmy VC, I will de- talk to uh, people about at the NHL about this because I really. I thought this was just the reality of it. I thought I don't. I didn't think this was even in question. And I thought, like you did, Russ, that we would see the new equipment maybe at the World yeah. Cup of Hockey. Although I heard that that wasn't necessary. I heard they were allowed to wear their old equipment at World Cup of Hockey. But I don't think that that's absolutely. It seems. But kind if of I
1: was cool. a goalie, why would I want to do that?
0: Right? Well, yeah, there's lots of reasons. I mean, you're stepping right into. a it's different. It's different where your where your where your equipment in preseason, and regular season hockey, as opposed to like a quick tournament. I would wear my old equipment if I was a goalie. I would definitely, if I could, I would wear it because I wouldn't want to blow into a tournament where like one or two goals. Yeah, but
1: you lose the World Cup. Sure, it's not great, right? But you lose like ten regular season games, that affects the Stanley Cup.
0: Yeah, but you you can. It does. No, it does. But you can also you can you can make it back from that a little bit easier than um than this, from what I understand. Anyway, I just think that's that's pretty pretty weird. Um, and we'll, we'll definitely search more into it to see what is is going on. Um, someone wrote this to me too, which I think is really fascinating. That Andrew Cogliano has never missed a game in his NHL career.
1: Yeah, he is the current Iron Man guy. I think. Isn't that crazy? Yeah.
0: I mean, I I you know I, I've always liked Cogliano, but he um, me too. and he's been definitely you know had many different iterations and. I you believe know. he
1: was on that World Junior team got covered with tapes, and you know that team I talk about all the time, and and he was one of them. I I'm pretty sure, and so. The Grand Forks team? No, not the Grand Forks team. The team with Jonathan Taves in the World Cup that won gold with yeah. Justin Net. I'm pretty sure Kogliano was on that team too.
0: I think so too. Um, I think with number eleven, we were going we did number ten yesterday. I think I'm going to hold off on one day because of the VC stuff today it was really kind of crazy, and we'll get into number eleven tomorrow. Mark, for sure. Is he
1: going to wear number eleven?
0: Who knows? You know, probably. So if he goes um, to the
1: New York Rangers, is he going <laughs> to? Is Mark Messier going to say, "Hey Jimmy, here's number eleven. You could use it for a while."
0: Right, right, right.
2: That yeah. And Ace yeah.
1: Bailey,
2: Ace Bailey did it for Ron Ellis. He said, "Go ahead and wear my number
1: six. Yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go crazy here and on a limb and say Mark Messier is not gonna do that.
0: Sorry, I got another text. I didn't miss what you said completely. Um. Oh, okay, I'll say
1: it again. Mark yes. Messier will not generously give Jimmy B.C. his number that is retired. Well, yeah, I, I don't think. Yeah, no, I agree I with I that.
2: I don't think Gilbert Perot will give it up in Buffalo. No.
1: He's not going right. to do it. So
0: according to a person I just talked to that this conference – and this might not be new news, um, but this person texted me here – that um, Melnick, Murray, Durian, and some other players are going to be attending this press conference. Right, or but that's,
1: you... they, they said that three hours ago.
0: Oh, they did. Okay, sorry.
1: Yeah, thanks for the non-text there.
0: I don't, you know. don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying.
1: He must have texted that straight from like Fox News. He, he gave us the obvious. Right,
0: right, right. right, right. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Bill O'Reilly. No, you're welcome. I mean, I don't know. This kind of no, cracks me no, up. No, this is, that, um, was just, that was your source. No. You know what's funny about this is like I remember, what was it? The um, One of my favorite tweets ever was when Gary Bettman reported a trade at the draft, which had already been reported everywhere else, and someone was like, thanks, Gary, you're late. <laughs> That's true. You know, I do remember that. Too. That's like Twitter to a T, right? Yeah. It's like you're late, Gary. We know that already. It's like so funny. I mean, people are people are hilarious. It's like that. They think every. It's like you know that it is funny because people on Twitter have this have this sense that they're all that everyone's following the same people, talking to the same people. Everyone knows everything. And you know, I've talked to so many reporters and who who actually fall into that as well. And I'm like, listen, just report what you hear when you hear it. If if someone else reported it before you, that doesn't that's right. And you don't know about that. You can't. You would have to fire hire a full time staff and then fire them probably later. You have to hire a full time staff to actually keep up with Twitter, so you wouldn't be ahead of behind on anything. I guess I don't know, but it's just to me that's it's just you know. But I love when Gary was told he was late for talking about it. Um, that's pretty much all I got today, guys. Do you want to get into our into our seven movies before we go?
1: Yeah, let's do it. I want to do it.
0: I think that was kind of fun. Yeah, this is a big meme that's going on on the internet. Um, and if, and if I get anything else about VC while we're on here. Before we go, um,
1: And I hope I get the same positive reaction that I did from, from talking about the Olympics that I do the movies.: Oh
0: yeah, okay, so these, are just fa- these are your favorite seven movies of all time.
2: Yes. Well, no, yeah, well, yes, it's your own personal favorite seven movies. I think that this is, the, this is the problem with this, is that people are interpreting this as, this is the best seven movies
0: ever made." Right. No, this so, is in my it mind, is your personal <laughs> correct, favorite movies. Okay, you guys go first because you guys had talked about this earlier. But I, I, right. I'll, I, I'll, I will fill in. Mike, you want to go
1: first? Or you want me to go yeah, first? go first. All right. So my number one movie is Animal House. I own it. I've watched it a million times. I still laugh. Like it's just John Belushi <laughs> was just brilliant, yeah. right? Like there's so many brilliant people in that movie, but John Belushi, bar none. He does. He did things in that movie that people still copy. So I, I go with yeah. that. Number two. I have to to preface this because it's the original Dr. Doolittle, not the piece of you-know-what that Eddie Murphy put out, and the reason I preface this is Rex Harrison was like a great old actor, right? And I was probably seven, eight, nine years old when I saw this at Radio City, and I wanted to talk to the animals. I thought that would have been great. I still (laughs) want to talk to my animals, but whatever. We move on. You do talk to your aunt. I do, but they don't talk back. They just don't talk back. Right. Number three is The Godfather. Like, everybody – again, I'm not a Marlon Brando fan, but right. he was fantastic in that movie. Like, he just – and living out in, in Massapequa where there was plenty of mobsters back in the day, it really fit. It was it was always a big hit.
2: There was Number not four is the – go ahead. There was not a performance in that movie that was bad.
1: Nobody. Right. Nobody. All right. Number four, the, the Natural. Like that, mm. again, I look at that movie, and I know that it's fictitious and everything else, but Redford was great. Everything just hit in that movie. It is a good baseball movie. It's a good sports movie, but it's a good movie. Yeah. Like that's really the yeah. point is it's a good movie. It's a good story. Don't film them Buffalo at the War Memorial where the Bills yeah, That's the only bad play. thing about the movie. Oh, stop. I like it.
2: Please. And I had, I had people that I know who were in the crowd as extras.
1: Okay. Now – Number five is Caddyshack. I saw this movie before anybody, like literally opening weekend. I have no idea why we saw it. It was probably one of those things where like we're bored on a Friday night and we're looking <laughs> in the movie section. And we're like, oh, well, this has Bill Murray. Let's just see this. And it was like the we saw it like ten times after that. And the funny thing is is not one of them after could even hold a candle to the original. Like you couldn't even – like after – it, they just This needed to be a one-off. They never needed to do a Caddyshack shack anything else ever again. It was just so great. And they did, and it was terrible. And it was terrible. Okay, Jaws. Jaws. Jaws, we had cable before a lot of people <laughs> on Long Island with cable vision, and Exorcist was the first movie, and I think Jaws was the second movie. Yeah. And I got to tell you, people were literally scared that summer. Like nowadays, nobody gets scared at anything, right? But back then, they did.
0: Yeah. They really do. Okay. I number like seven. Hold list. on. I'm still – I got a few more. Keep going. Keep going. I like where you're actually going so far.
1: And number seven is Star Wars. I mean I saw the original shortly after it came out, and I played the video game a lot, and I love the movie, yeah. and I still like that one better than – well, I like Empire Strikes Back a lot too. It's it's close, but I love Star Wars.
0: Yeah, Empire maybe. Um, I know that's on Mike's list too, Star Wars, so –
1: the original?
2: No, no, it's not. But I mean, it's yeah, a great episode four movie.
0: for the geek, right? I have to say episode yeah.
2: four now. Yes. It's a great. It's a great movie, but I would think it would, it would have been beaten up by Star Trek II: Wrath of Khan. Um, but, <laughs> but okay, um, uh, the the two that Russ and I both picked, and when I tweeted it out last night, I'm I'm kicking myself for forgetting about Jaws because Jaws is a movie that. I saw as an eight-year-old in the theater, and in you know I have it on DVD. And at any time that it's on broadcast TV, doesn't matter if it's on TBS and it's edited out or whatever, I have to watch that movie. It is just just one of the best movies. Not to, it doesn't scare me anymore. It's just it's great. It's just so yeah.
1: great. The opening scene though, when the girl gets pulled under, that's pretty amazing.
0: Yeah. yeah that is pretty cool that's pretty crazy
2: and, you know the fun and the thing is if you ever watch like a, like a DVD of the making of jaws and there are some, or uh, no, there's some documentary specials about that they only did that because the shark was broken the shark was not working <laughs> ideally the shark was supposed to like be in the background and come and the her and it was like sort of theater of the mind she was there and got pulled under. Like there was somebody underneath the water pulling yeah. her under, and it worked great. <laughs> and it worked, it worked fantastic. The Godfather, like I said, I mean, being of Sicilian and Italian background, um, my father didn't like it because he thought he glorified the mob mentality. But it's just, it's um, and it's an amazing, it's an amazing movie, and there's not a bad performance in it. Um, but so those are the two we cross. Um, Patton, George C. Scott. Um, you know, I always remember the fact that. He didn't take the Oscar after he won it. He would not accept it because he had been jilted for a, a a a nomination previously, and just didn't want to take it. It was probably the, the greatest performance of his career, and arguably the best one of the best war movies. Did ever. he
1: walk around with like a lit stogie in that movie all the time? Um,
0: Pretty much, I think so. I kind of
2: remember that. Yeah, I no, it's just it's a great it's a great movie. Um, Midway, 1976 or 77, I told Russ the story. Uh, I, I I borrowed a dollar out of my mom's purse and rode my bike to a movie theater where it was be, where it was being shown in around. This is like yeah. an Earthquake. <laughs> I, I remember Censuron Inferno. So I sat in the back of the theater with these monstrous column speakers, and every time the, the Americans dropped a, a bomb on the deck of the Japanese car- carrier, the— the, the the theater shook, but it was just a great movie. It was all star cast type. Yeah, movie. it was a good movie. Um, uh, Lion in Winter, Catherine Hepburn, and Peter O'Toole. It's yeah, you know, I'm a history buff, so this, this is a, yeah. Um, it's like your
1: snobby uh, pick. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, well, no, I've, got, I've got two snobby picks because the funny thing is Peter O'Toole plays in both of these movies. The Lion. I Winter, liked him in my favorite Winter, year better, but whatever. It, that was a great movie. Uh, Lion in Winter and Beckett. Then he plays the same character in both movies. That I never even
1: was, saw that movie.
2: Uh, Beckett was with him and Richard Burton. Um, okay. and, the, and, the, and the last one, and here's a movie that I saw in the theaters, liked it but didn't realize how good it was until I saw it a, third, a second, a third, a fourth time, and that was Braveheart. I liked it, but I didn't think it was a classic. I just said, okay, it's a Mel Gibson movie. It's sort of a departure. I'm used to him being in Lethal Weapon and whatever. But then it's like a, a couple weeks later I said, I'm going to go see that again, and it was just so much better. And to me it's like one of the best movies. I mean, unfortunately with his – you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. the end of his, you know, his career going with the way it did, but it's still one of the most fantastic films I've ever. It's a great
0: seen. movie. Wow, you guys, are, you guys are good. I mean, this is, I mean, I, I'm a very different kind of. My, my list is very, very different than yours. And I was trying to put it together there as I was listening to. But I mean, your lists are some really classic, some of the best movies ever. And
1: I didn't made. even have Monty Python in there. I love Monty Python, right? Yeah.
0: But what's your favorite Monty Python movie?
1: Holy Grail. Holy yeah.
0: Grail. Yeah. yeah, mine too. Um, and it, it's it's you know there's there's some good Monty Python live at the theaters oh, yeah. movies those are really good but uh, yeah Holy Grails, all right so my list is very much more snobby I think you're going to say but and in my <laughs> opinion, it's not like I, I really am an independent movie guy and I really do I, I I like the blockbusters for going to the movie theaters and just then eating popcorn and being nice and cold and watching just being entertained.
1: Sometimes you don't know it's going to be a blockbuster,
0: right? Yeah, no, that's true. But my movies are definitely. I mean, I think all of my movies could be made for the amount of money that. Like one of the Star okay. Wars movies were made for. <laughs> um, you know, they're just they're just different. And these are these are movies that I just over the years have really just these. Are, and how I made my list sort of was thinking of movies that I've watched several times. Like these movies okay. are to me, if I can put them, if I'm home and bored, I can put one of these movies on and just completely love it.
2: Okay.
0: Um, my first movie is Garden State, which I've mentioned before.
2: I, I knew I knew that was gonna be on your top. Yeah. Side.
0: I, I mean, it was- it's it's just it's an incredible movie. Um, you know, I had the little thing. With it, but besides that, I mean, just it. it was really, it was just, it's just an amazing movie uh, made by Zach Graf and um, you know, it, it's just it.
2: Natalie re- Natalie N- 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 Portman's a plus.
0: Natalie N- Portman's N- amazing N- in it, um, you know, and but just it's a great story, and it's it's it, and also having grown up in New Jersey, there was a little bit to that too as well. But I really think that it's just it's just a, it's the ultimate date movie in my mind. If you're gonna go go, you know, and it, just for anybody who ever felt like they're completely like the yeah, world. I'd like is just to know, like know where
2: that. I like to know where that big cavern is that they scream into at the end of the movie. Oh yeah, the Great
0: Abyss. I know it's yeah, it's, it's it's in it's, it's like in. The, the the story and it's true. It's true story. They were digging they were digging to build a new mall in in you know in like northern New Jersey and you know as they say they love their malls here and then they come came across this like underground Grand Canyon type thing and they so they stopped building on it and they started excavating it and all the kind of stuff and it was a true story. Um, my second movie is Once, which is a, which is a movie. Um, that it's it's a it basically it, it won the um you've heard the song um it won the Oscar for the best song um it's a story of, of it's really fascinating it's, it's a, of an Irish singer who is like a, like a street musician, and um and he meets this girl from Czechoslovakia, and they put together and, and they basically she's married and he's not and they they have just a really cool working friendship where she believes in his music they, they never had they never get involved you know it's just it's just one it's really it doesn't end like you would think it does incredible music. Incredibly real, and the cool thing about it was the guy who starred in it was not supposed to be the like they, they it was his story, they, they they but they wrote a story about they wrote the story about this guy his particular story, and they cast a regular actor in it, and it, they just they said we can't get, no one else can do this like you could do it so they get this guy who's never acted before and he actually acts in the part and that's really neat, and he just kills it and I've seen them live Garrett Garrett Hansford his name is I've seen him live now a couple times and I've seen I've seen the ones croup live before, next is Wings of Desire. Um. This well, sounds right. sounds okay. sounds bigger. Do you know this at all, Russ?
1: No, I'm all for three.
0: Okay. Wings of Desire is a ma- is, is was made. It's it's a it's a foreign, it's a foreign film, film, so it's got and yeah. it's not like a you know, not a naughty flick. It's just it's literally about this con- this concept that was remade into a movie called City of Angels, which was a terrible movie. Oh um,
2: God. Yeah, yeah. The
0: right, uh, right. Nicolas Cage, Meg Ryan. Right, right. Like that concept of yeah. angels yeah. being around you all the time and talking oh, to and know, you and helping you. That was in Wings of Desire, but done done in German and, and way better. And um, is it subtitled. It was subtitled, yeah. Yeah, so I don't watch any
1: subtitled movies. I've I usually
0: don't either, don't. but this is worth it. Um, the cool thing about this is the thing about these angels is kind of neat. Is that they they aren't like your typical like you know just lofty angels. They're just people who are sitting in the room and you don't know who's what, who's okay. an angel and who's actually a person. But the angels can feel what other people are thinking, so the angels react to people's thoughts. Um, it's really That's fascinating. That's cool. Next is Brooklyn. Absolutely. Came out last came out just two years I ago. I want to see
2: it. I still haven't I, seen that. I saw I saw Brooklyn for the first time this past weekend on HBO. Okay. It's a very, very good movie. And I need to tape it. I really yeah, want to see it. You know the thing is that's disconcerting is that Shersha Ronan, who's the actress who's, you know, got nominated for a yeah. mechanic award. I've seen her in movies back to when she was like eleven years old. The, the one movie with uh, uh, James McAvoy and uh, Keira Knightley, um, where... Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, I know what you're talking yeah,
2: about. That, yeah. I, I can't think of the name, uh, but basically the McAvoy characters accused of raping uh, Keira Knightley, and they were actually having a, a, a romantic fling, um, and it ruins their lives. Um, she was like, Sounds like
1: 11,
2: yeah, she was like yeah, t- she was like a 10 or 11-year-old girl in that movie, and now she's a grown woman, and she's a beautiful young girl, and it's a really good
1: movie.
0: It's a really good yeah. movie. Yeah, it, it looks
1: great. I, I have to
0: see it. No, it's an amazing movie. Um, it was recommended to me by Kevin Allen, honestly, um, who, who's, who saw it. He said, you oh, got to see it. And I've actually, we have, Kevin and I, have, we have similar tastes in movies. I've recommended, I've recommended once to him, I think, in Garden State. He recommended Brooklyn. Um, yeah, really good. Um, next is That Thing You Do. Which is a which is um. Oh no! Which I know people are going to laugh at, but you know the Tom it's, Hanks movie. It's a cute. It's a
1: cute. It's a, movie. It's a cute movie, but that song. Is, I, I I really hate the fact that you're mentioning the song.
0: Yeah, I like the song. It was written by Tom Hanks. The song was the whole movie was written by Tom Hanks. Um, it's if you, I was in a band and I had so it's sim, i went through similar type feelings of uh, you know this is a story of a one hit wonder. Um, we weren't a no hit under <laughs> no hit wonder, but um. But This was a one-hit wonder, and um, and the concept of hearing your song on the radio for the first time—the the yeah. scene in that thing you do—and I've been I've lived that scene myself, so I know what that's like. So that scene just in and of it itself is enough to like—they nailed it on there. You know, people running around town saying, "Turn on this radio station! Turn on this radio station!" I've lived I lived through that, so that's really cool. Um, next is Miracle, and I know like we you know it's it's a hockey it's movie. It's my to top start. ten. It it's, is. Yeah, it's um it's just such a well-done movie, and you know. I mean, the thing about the first movies before before this, okay, um, is maybe maybe the first four especially are movies that one of the way I classify my favorite movies are when the movie ends, you're mad that you're not it's not going to be anything else. Like you really want to know what happens next. Like you're really legitimately deep inside or frustrated by the fact that that and you know none of these movies were made into sequels. <laughs> so it's like one of these things. Like and even if it was, it wouldn't be right. But that that's just good movie making to me. That you're like, oh, what happens now? You know what happens now. So. That thing you do is a little different than that, of course. But um, Miracle, I, have, I, have,
2: I have to I have to say that uh, I have to say that Kurt Russell was much better as Herb Brooks than Carl
1: Malden was. Yes. Oh yeah, not even close.
0: Now, Miracle is a great movie. It's just and it it really does epitomize a time in my life too when I was you know remember watching the whole thing and 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 you know having then met some people that were in that movie after not not in that movie but the characters that were played in the movie and talking to about that you know. It's really fun to talk to. Hockey Star
1: Wars people. and Miracle were like neck and neck for me, and I just Star Wars edged it out.
0: Yeah, and then last but not least, and I just put this on here because I have to put there's two movies that are kids movies that I know that people are going to laugh at. They laugh at the fact that these kid movies, but these are incredible movies for adults to watch. These are kid movies, and the Please. first one is the Lego Movie, and people are going to laugh at this because the no, Lego I heard it's great. I haven't seen it. though. The Lego Movie is maybe the funniest movie made in the last five years. Like it's. Remember when you first saw Airplane in movie theaters? Yeah. The Lego Movie is like that, where it just—it's com- every second is funny. It's just legitimately hilarious. Well, and well now
1: they're—they're they're playing that "Everything Is Awesome" song everywhere.
0: That's. I don't know why that. Yeah, that suddenly has had a rebirth, but. Yeah. And that song's annoying. That's not like. The, I mean, it that. It's annoying. It's supposed to be annoying. Then in, in the movie, right. it's annoying. That's the whole concept of it. So. Right. It's not now that it's just out there. It's very annoying. So um, what you're
2: saying is, it's like every other Katy Perry and Lady Gaga song.
0: Basically, yeah. yeah. Um. And then the other one is Meet the Robinsons, which is, which is a really good animated film as well. It's another Pixar film. Or I've heard
1: like of it. I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it.
0: It's got a, a great story. It's a, it's a shocking story as how it how it unfolds. Like you can never guess where the plot's going, but it it bases its theme on the um, on the Walt Disney quote, "Keep moving forward." Which yeah. and it's been that's that's something I have written in my office all the time, no matter what, you know, throughout my life and my kids know this theme. This is like that's a big quote to me, like no matter what's happening, just keep moving forward. And uh, so it's very uplifting. Me the Robinson's it's Lego like movie for hilarity, me the Robinson's just for like a really good message. So those are like those are those are my 7 I,
2: I think what we should do either tomorrow or later in the week is do our seven most overrated movies.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'll do it. There you go. There you go. And, uh, yeah, if I was to do Star Wars, I think I think Empire is my favorite, but I really liked – I actually really, really, really liked The Force Awakens. I thought it was a very good movie. I thought it was up there. I thought it was right there with Empire to me, better than the first one, even though I know it copied the first one in so many ways. But it was better than the first one, I thought. The Force Awakens okay. was really good. So – and other sci-fi things. I mean, I'm not – I like sci-fi, but it's not like I would put them in my top seven. But there you go.
1: No, I mean, Blade Runner is great. There's Blade a lot Runner's of
0: great awesome. – you know, I watched Close Encounters the other day. That is a strange movie. Um, it
1: is, and you can find something different in that every time.
0: Yeah, and it points. One sometimes when I watch, it, I'm like, why was this so popular? And sometimes you watch, it, you're like, oh, okay.
1: Because
2: it was because it, it was Spielberg's next movie after Jaws. Right. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Well, and were, and, the, and the craze for UFOs has never really stopped in this country. Um, right. For whatever reason. Like, here's the thing: we're all hockey guys. We drive in the most remote places at all parts of the night. And not one UFO has ever tried to to grab me, and I right. always put it out there. The challenge is out there. Right. I'm, I'm out there. I'm out on the road. One, two, and three in the morning. Come and get me.
0: Yeah, they there you have me. it. No, it's true. There's others. There's others too that um, you know come to mind as well. It's, it's, it's a fun. It's a fun thing to go. It's a fun, fun experiment to go through. Um, that's all the time we have, actually. So we'll be, we'll back, be back again back tomorrow. tomorrow. We won't know where Jimmy VC is. I don't think yet. Tomorrow. I don't think Ottawa's announcements about signing Jimmy VC. By the way, someone said that. It's like it's always always interesting when there's two mysteries going on at the same time and they end up being the same thing. That's yeah. happened that's happened a couple times in hockey. It definitely has, but not sure. not I don't think this is one of them. Um, remember without the buzz it is just hockey. We'll talk to you later. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to Has anyone seen the bride and groom?